Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 232 and it is Tuesday, March 9th, 2021. I am your host, Victor Amoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Check, check. One, two, one, two. Am I good out there? Yes, you're good. How's my snare? Where's my snare? (laughs) Turn my headphones up. Headphones up! (laughs) Put some treble on it. That's my word. (laughs) All right, Carl, you're coming in loud and clear. And, uh, yep, we are here uh, once again. Uh, We've got a couple of of big topics to talk about this week, which we'll get into uh, in a bit. Uh, As you can see on my Zoom uh, background this week, we have Coming to America, uh, the 2021 sequel to the 1988 Eddie Murphy Arsenio Hall classic. And we have the season finale of WandaVision. So we've got two major things coming up and we got some things that we'll talk about stuff we've been up to uh carl um you know how are things in uh in carl bird's world as of late carl bird's world <laughs> yeah my world no, let me stop i'm gonna get fired i'm gonna get fired for that one uh <laughs> um damn you caught i uh, you caught me in the middle of sharing the episode but um i uh, reading my still reading uh we are eight years of power on year seven. Oh, okay yeah that's just pretty bad that, it's a pretty heavy book it is yeah you yeah. learn a lot but i'm cool with, i'm cool with it though like tony he never like i i can't put it down like i usually try to like it a le- sometimes i tend to like fall asleep when i you know when i'm doing something at work mm-hmm Nah, not when I'm reading this. No. I'm actually, like, literally running on one hour sleep right now. Wow. Damn, Carl. You're killing yourself. I am. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, man. I say that every time I clock in. Every time I clock in, I'm just like, yeah, I am too old for this shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you can shape a better schedule, man. It, capitalism is not worth dying for, man. Yeah, but when you got bills to pay and you kind of like need those to be, when you need a something, a paycheck in between paychecks, then hey, you gotta gotta just do what you gotta do. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, have you read the the case for reparations? Uh, his essay. That was deep. Yeah. Sure was. That, that was a deep one. Yeah, right now I'm on mass incarceration. Uh, you know, mass incarceration. I'm just like, ah, mm. this is just too much. And then I, and then um, over the weekend, me and my girl, we started watching. Um, she's already ahead of me, but we started watching this uh, docu series called um, Trial by Media. Mm-hmm. So it's just a docu series about you know certain tri- like certain trials that you know. Um, that was shown on TV, you know, and how, I guess you want to say the courts, you know, the courtrooms are like now, well, not now, but they became like number one TV shows, especially like for high profile cases. So I watched two episodes and she already went ahead of me because she only gave a damn about the coats and times, but, um, pretty much, but, um, it started off with the Jenny Jones trial. Mm-hmm. where um, this one guy, he was a homosexual, and he 
he brought this guy he knew onto the show to tell him that he had a crush on him. Okay. You know, the other guy, you know, the other guy was straight. And I guess he was just embarrassed and he was just driven by so much embarrassment. He has uh, mental issues as well. And um, he ended up shooting the homosexual guy and killing him. Jesus, what an asshole! But he, he like turned himself in, and then it just went, and then it went to trial during the nineties. They end up suing, you know, trying to sue Jenny Jones and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, that was just, that was pretty interesting. I mean, it was in the nineties. So I was a kid, and I wasn't really paying too much attention. I, I think the only like high profile case I really paid attention to was OJ, and even then, I wasn't really paying attention. It was just on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the second episode was the uh, killing of um, Amadou Diallo. Uh, you remember yeah. that? And I was just like, "All right, this is a little too heavy for me. I'm going. I'm gonna go downstairs, play Shiva, kind of Wusa a bit. Mm-hmm. Certain issues like that, they kind of get. They, they tend to get to me. Yeah, I'm understandable. Understandably so. so. Yeah. Yeah, but she ended up coming. Then I go back upstairs, and then she was talking about there was like a rapist trial that happened in Fall River, and I'm like, it was like already at the end, and I'm like, damn, I missed it. I want, I, I want to watch that one. That's something that happened up the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still trying to like share, but yeah, that like it was some crazy shit. Mm. Like that, that's a crazy, but it was very well, uh, very well shot. Mm. Okay. And this is a trial by and media. Trial by media is on Netflix. Okay. And then also, it might be to the map. Oh, here we go. All right. Okay, that's just that's it for now. Yeah. And then. Also, since we're on what I've been up to, a new comic came by, came out, mm-hmm. written by a national treasure uh-huh. that we all know and love. Yeah. You, sir, have all three of his movies okay. of his recent franchise. I have all three of his movies of, his, of the recent franchise that he was in. Mm-hmm. Who's this? Uh, he is currently... Marvel was actually trying to get him to play Craven the Hunter. Okay. So I'm talking about Berserker. Ooh. Written by Keanu Reeves. Okay. Written by Keanu Reeves. Written by Keanu Reeves. And, some, uh, and, uh, and uh, Matt Kent as well. But, mm-hmm. uh, produced, uh, published by Boom Studios. Okay. And uh, this is probably... This is some violent shit. There's a lot of blood in this, in this comic. Okay. I, I, wow, your face, your, your face lit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but what he plays is they didn't get too much into the uh, into like the first issue. Like they didn't give a full explanation. But if I can, you know, sort of make a if I can just sort of make a uh, a bland. I, I'm just gonna give it a conversation summary. <laughs> he's, in, he's basically an eternal. He's 80, he's actually eighty thousand years old, but mm. doesn't really have any recollection of his past. 
and he the U.S. government actually uses him to take down like terrorists and all that. But his past is actually like starting to catch up with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we're going to see more of that. Yeah. I mean, there's like once, but I was actually it was actually a pretty fun reading. Okay. Hmm. Like he he gets shot in the nose, he gets burned alive, and he's just like chilling. Mm. He's getting rejuvenated, and that's when his memories started to come back to him. But this is like eighty thousand years of memories. Wow! Like and he actually remember. He's like I I can remember. All of a sudden, I can remember when I was first born. Damn! Yeah. Yeah. Nobody re- nobody remembers when they were first born. Nah, they're too traumatic. So yeah. Mm. So. No, you just don't really develop your memories until you're about three. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, but I'm actually looking for. I'm looking forward to this one. This is one I'm actually going to start following. Okay. It, it, it looks a lot of fun, honestly. And there's like ten variant, ten different variant copies, variant uh, covers mm-hmm. of this one. The one I just showed you is the uh, the A uh, cover, the regular cover. Mm-hmm. But yeah, looks a lot of fun. I definitely do recommend it. Okay. Berserker. Boom Studios. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a big grass comic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. Um yeah, I, I might I might check it out, you know, if I get back uh you know, get back on the comics horse, you know. Um uh, it's it stopped for, it stopped for me when, when the pandemic hit uh last It stopped March. for you before it happened. It it, it not it didn't really, but like but when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, the, the, what's not on my list of priorities is going to comic book stores. But I will say, though, a net positive is that I saved a lot of money by not buying comics for a year. Like, I managed to save a lot of money. And I, I, I did too in the pandemic. <laughs> I, I really did too, but I was still buying. I was still buying comics. Like, I, you know, that's part of like what I need to keep saying, remember, I'm st- I was still working throughout this whole thing. I, I never stopped working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A day off every day, but never stopped. So, going to Rock Coco's in the weekend, even though comments come out Wednesday, I put my list out. Mm-hmm. Going to Rock Coco's on, like, Friday or Saturday was, like, something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I needed that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Still do, still do. It helps me. Get, it helps me get. It really helps me get through the week. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need those uh, those elements to keep us centered and sane, you know. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and it's, oh, and look, we have a uh, Furman in our comments here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll he, uh, he he'll he'll go away, but um. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. What's going on, Stupid? Yo, great, ep- great episode by uh, Pop Stewart. It just came out this weekend. Yeah, I, I still got to listen to their episode. I'll listen to their episode tomorrow when I'm on my way to work. Um, like I, I see their, I'm so, I'm, I, I follow Pop Stew's uh, podcast on Spotify, which is, which is cool. Um, I never miss, I never miss an episode of those brothers. They are literally like us. Mm, yeah, it's like a. Just, they're just a Buffalo version of us. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, the, the parallels are the parallels are strong. Yeah, right. um, yeah. Like uh, you know, for me, uh, speaking of podcasts, um, I've actually been you know following a a, a, 
a couple of new ones uh, that I've been get, getting into. Uh, one is a really cool podcast uh, called Show Mission. Uh, it's uh, named after um, the uh, one of the, the, the first uh, major black filmmaker in the Oscar Michaud back in the 20s when you made race films. Um, so Michaud Mission is hosted by two by two um, uh, film enthusiasts, and their mission is to watch every single black film in existence. And uh, I think they've had they've had hundreds of episodes. Um, and I'm trying to pull up their information. Michaud Mission. Yeah, Stuart. just said we're the multiverse version of y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It pretty pretty much. You know, the, the multiverse of madness. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, Michelle Mission, um, it's a podcast I, I've been following. It's, it's hosted by, um, uh, hosted by Vin, uh, Len Webb and Vince Williams. And uh, they, they, they've covered, they, so far they've covered like hundreds of, hundreds of uh, 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 black films. Um, I've, I've actually, they've, they've actually covered a few uh, Tyler Perry movies. Um, and I've and I've listened to their reviews of the of Tyler Perry specifically. They reviewed Acrimony, uh, Temptation, um, wow. Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and Nobody's uh, Fool. Oh yeah, they oh, they just touched on oh yeah, <laughs> I know you just you tuned those episodes specifically and just smiled. <laughs> oh, I cracked up, man. They had they had a lot of good observations. Like the running through line is basically Tyler Perry doesn't understand how life works. Cause it's like small stuff, small stuff. Like he just doesn't, like it's, it's just, he just doesn't understand. It comes off as nonsensical in his movies. Like, like, hmm, I'm sure, pretty sure jobs don't work this way, Tyler Perry. Uh, because you know Tyler Perry, he he went from being homeless in his car to being a billionaire. So like in between, he hasn't really lived regular life. And uh, and and it goes into like the whole you know stereotypical you know coonery and buffoonery of his movies, um, but besides that, um, they've also reviewed some good ones like Soul. Uh, I, I enjoyed their review of that. Um, um, they've also re- reviewed Bad Hair on Hulu, which I reviewed on Victor's Corner a few months ago. Um, so it's actually pretty. Chris Rock's documentary. Uh, bad Hair. No, oh, that's Good Hair. Good Hair is Chris Rock's documentary. Oh, okay. uh, bad Hair is a horror horror film by justin simeon who did uh dear white people yeah yeah bad oh, hair okay. bad hair wasn't very good but um but but yeah it's, it's a it's a really cool podcast i'm digging it uh, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, listening to more episodes uh it's called Mich- Mich- mission and you can find it on spotify uh spell it um m-i-c-h uh yeah. e-a-u-x Michelle. mission Yep, Mission. Yep, so Michelle Mission, named after Oscar Michelle. Listen, don't be surprised if I reach out. Hey, I'd I, I love that. I'd love that, actually. You know, if we, if we can get those two brothers on the show, you know, that that would be terrific. We can talk more black cinema goodness and magic and why Harlem Nights is one of Eddie Murphy's worst comedies. We love it. We love it. We love it. Um, yeah, but... uh. But yeah, besides besides that, um, just besides that, um, um, just just still playing, still playing uh, video games here and there. I just beat uh, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, um, it, it it does it does leave it, it's a, it's a it's a closed loop, so the story does have a proper conclusion. But if they wanted to revisit uh uh these characters, they certainly can, because they would make for a really good team. I'd like to see the further adventures of 
you know, Cal Kestis and uh, and Sergenda and Grease, the pilot. Um, it's it's a solid Star Wars game. Um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm you know looking forward to seeing what Respawn does next. Hopefully, EA can get out of Respawn's Respawn Entertainment's way and let them do what they do instead of you know their their usual habit of EA's of shutting down studios that they acquire. Um, yeah, and besides that, I'm still playing Dark Souls Remastered. Um, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start a new game. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use. A, do a sorcerer build so I can actually uh, try to be OP early in the game. See if I can get farther with as a sorcerer. Um, yeah, and besides that, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much pretty much it. Pretty light week. Um, you know, we got two major things that we'll talk about um, coming to America and um, the the season finale of WandaVision. So, um, so Mr. Bird, I'll actually throw it to you. Uh, what do you want to tackle first? I'm game either way. Heads coming to America, tails, WandaVision. All right. You know, Mr. Heads, let's start. You already got, you got the background. All right. Coming to America, yes. Uh, coming to America, uh, it's the 2021 sequel to the classic uh, John Landis-directed uh, 1988 classic uh, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Shari Headley, John Amos. Shouts to him, still alive, still doing the thing. Um, and uh, James Earl Jones. Um, and, and and Paul Bates as Oha. I was very surprised to see him. Very, very surprised. Um this this the sequel is directed by Craig Brewer, uh, the director of Dolomite Is My Name, as well as Hustle and Flow and uh, Black Snake Moan. Remember that one? Uh, I haven't seen it. It was it was all right. It was all right. The premise the premise uh, was the it really carried the film uh, more than anything. Um, but but yeah, coming to America, it's available on Amazon Prime. Um, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for this pesky pandemic, it would have opened in theaters back in December. But you know, it's good enough that we have it. Um, coming to America, uh, Carl. I'm gonna start with you. What did you think of this film? It's not as good as the first, but I actually I actually enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same. same. I, I was wondering about it. I was ready for some I was I'm like, I feel like we're gonna argue over this. So like I'm watching, I'm like, we're gonna argue over this. <laughs> Like, like I, I, I agree. Like, um, going into this film, like I did not see one trailer for the film, so everything was a surprise to me. Um, okay, I just I saw one trailer, and I actually was like, like remember, fifth agreement on high. I should be a t-shirt. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw the trailer, and I thought the trailer was funny, but I was just like, I was really skeptical. Hmm. Like I thought the trailer was funny, but I was really skeptical. But um, they delivered. Like you have to watch it on its own merit because if you're gonna yeah. still carry, like the first one, it's my all-time favorite movie, hmm. and it's it's always gonna it's gonna it's in my heart for as long as I live. Hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta watch it on its own merit and. Even though it was it was still connected, yep. it made sense. 
how they told the story mm-hmm. of how Akeem just happened to have a son. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty wild, but it made sense. I was like, okay, that's something that can actually happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, now that now, now that you mention it, like I can see, like when I, when I saw when I saw um, why uh, Akeem has an illegitimate son, and it flashed back to that that classic club scene, and you know, um, uh, you know, semi semi uh, runs into Leslie Jones's character, and you know, he's basically saying, oh, you know, we're we're you know we're from Africa, you know, we're some Zamunda, we're, we're we're royalty, but we don't just keep it on the low. And Leslie Jones is like, oh, you don't have to lie, you, you're getting the ass anyway. And I was like, well, okay then. So so they so they bring him back to they bring him back to um, their their dumpy ass apartment, still with the tape outlines of the old man and the dog. <laughs> and, and that's what about this movie, just the call like the callbacks in these. Yeah. They just hit you at the right time. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's and that's a good and that's the one thing that I really appreciated about this movie was that they balanced those callbacks. They because like the the movie is part is is, is part partially a reunion tour and a nostalgia tour. So yeah. they balanced all of those old gags with the with the new with the new characters and the humor, and they did it fairly well. So it wasn't they weren't leaning too much into nostalgia. It was a it was a nice balance. But yeah. but yeah, and, and and but yeah, referencing that scene where uh, where Eddie Mer where Prince Akeem was date was drugged and date raped by Leslie Jones, raw. Okay. And I cancel her too. Listen, listen. You know when I when I when I when I saw that scene, I'm like, oh god, I can I can see the the thousands of think piece articles online talking about why this is extremely problematic, and it is. It's not. It's really not okay. I mean, but it's it's played for last. It, but but it's still. It's like, yo. Yo, Leslie Jones's character is a is a fucking rapist. She Bill Cosby this dude. What the fuck? But but um but but you know, but that that happened and um surprisingly, uh, Akeem was really well adjusted to and 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 and, uh, and of course um the the his 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 illegitimate son, um what's his name? Um let me see. Uh, Lavelle, Lavelle Johnson. Uh, he seemed pretty okay with, uh, you know, learning that his mama was a hoe uh, out in them streets, uh, date raping and drugging people, pulling that Bill Cosby life. And I'm, and I'm sitting there like, yo, yo, okay, the, the, the fact that this is a comedy, okay. But in any other genre, this shit would have been dragged through the fucking mud. But oh, yeah. Pepe Le Pew was a cartoon. Look what happened to him. Okay, we're not gonna touch Pepe Le Pew because you know what? I'm not. We're not gonna get into that stupid ass menu, stupid ass artificial culture war. People talking about oh Pepe Le Pew and Speedy Gonzalez. We're not gonna touch that on this podcast. No, no, we won't. No, we won't. It's just sad. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not touching that. We're we're not. We're not gonna be part of that discourse. No, we won't. But but yeah, but yeah. So besides that. um Besides that, uh, uh, Leslie Leslie Jones Jones's character, like I, th- I thought, I thought I thought she was pretty hilarious in it. Um, the the cat the cast they all showed out. Um, James Earl Jones, I mean the fact, I mean I was cracking up the way he died because he his his because like his his his, his, his character uh, King Joffrey was on his deathbed and so he wanted a live funeral. And then like and this is literally James Earl Jones's death. Okay, I'm gonna die now. First of all, there was a smile. 
Yeah. So <laughs> he went dramatic. He's just like, like the last thing he just thought was his son. Just like he just went peaceful. He went on his own terms. And on his feet. Go ahead, go ahead, King Jockey Joker. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? You know what? That I can't think of a more fitting fitting end. Surrounded by his family. Yep. He gets people to... who love him. Mm-hmm. Being celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and James Earl Jones, you know, yeah, he deserves all his flowers, man. You know, he's a living legend. And and yeah, and 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 besides that, like, um, I, I I will I will say uh, too. Um, but well, before before I continue, I see uh, B Rob in the in the, in the chat. He says, "Coming to titty me." Um, now, 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 as as an aside, B Rob, you're gonna have to explain this to me. Um, what is with the titty meat um, g- gag? What, what what's the meaning behind that? I don't understand. Is it just random words? Is it a random yeah, phrase? It's just it's just. He's right. Right. What's the name of this podcast? Oh, random ramblings with Rob. Then there you go. Oh, okay, so it's it's just a non sequitur then. Yep, just random. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's all the explanation I need. But but I but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. But 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 I but I will say um the one element that I really loved the most about the film was Ruth E. Carter's costume design. Wow. I absolutely loved the outfits in this film. Like they were so gorgeous. All all of the Zamundan African uh, style uh, prints and outfits that we saw. Man, and it just shows like, yo, yo, American fashion is so fucking plain Jane. Like, oh my goodness. Like, there's just so much richness and color and texture across all African nations. Like, you look at different fabrics and whatnot, and, and you see that celebration of African fashion in this film. And 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 I, and I will say like some of the outfits like really wowed me like for example like everything that um that Shari Headley wore everything that um Eddie Murphy's daughters wore especially Kiki Lane and Kiki Kiki Lane who plays his oldest daughter who's supposed to be the the next heir but she's a daughter and and you know so, and Zamunda is a is a very patriarchal society uh like her her outfits her ensemble was was absolutely gorgeous but I will say too that black and gold piece by Tiana Taylor. Woo, child, man! It sent she me. Wore she wore the hell out of she it. It it sent me, man. It sent me to the moon, like Cameron Grimes, and back again. Yo, that that I I, I was like, yo, I had to pause it. I had to pause it when when I when we saw it in the black and gold. I was like, have mercy on my heart, cause that that was some stellar work by ruth e carter yo she deserves and i won't be surprised if she gets another oscar nomination for her work in this film and she really does deserve it but the costume design for me the single best element uh, of of this film uh a quick easter egg i got like a couple easter eggs i got from imdb since you mentioned uh mika Mm -hmm. yep kiki lane's character mika is literally a keep spelled backwards Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that actually that, that's actually true. Yeah, I'm actually seeing her name right now. Yeah, it is. It is spelled backwards. Yeah. And uh and I and I will say like Kiki Lane, yo, like this is her third major movie 
and uh, followed by her debut in If Beale Street Could Talk, and uh, Gina Prince-Bythe was the old guard on Netflix. Yo, Kiki Lane, she's an actress to watch. Yo, she she is... Yeah, she's well on her way. Like, she's gorgeous, she's talented. Yo, like... I want, I want to see what she does next because, yo, she's going to be one of the the primetime uh, act, actresses to watch in the next few years. Um, the middle child is Eddie Murphy's daughter. Yep. Yeah, I saw I saw I read that, that was, too. That was that was pretty amazing. Um, uh, also, too. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Shari Headley, you know, back as uh, as Lisa. gorgeous. Hasn't aged a day. Gorgeous. Yo, I will say this, yo, Shari Headley, yo, please give Shari Headley more work. Yo, we need to see a Shari Headley, we need to see a Shari Headley renaissance, y'all. We need to see her in more movies with some primetime directors at the helm. Yo, we need to see a Shari Headley renaissance. I'm all for it. You know what was the last time I saw her? Uh, what was that? The Before I Let You Go video by Blackstreet. <laughs> God damn, that was like back in the, like the late 90s. Yeah, I, I know she did like some small roles like in TV shows and some films here and there, but yo, give her give her the op- the prime opportunities, y'all. Come on, Hollywood. Because she still nailed the same character. Mm. She did, she did. Um, although I will say I wish we had more more of her, um, but uh, more I wish we had more. She had more of a presence in the film. Um, but, but it also, but she was very good. She was very good. Um, but I will say it does raise it, it raises another interesting question. What happened to her sister though? I, like, like it's nowhere to be found. She kind of was. Yeah, she was. She had them tendencies. Like, she literally went after Akeem, mm-hmm. hooked up with Semi. Yup. And then tried to get at, um, oh, Eric, Daryl. Yeah, Eric LaSalle, Soul Glow. <laughs> yo, I mean, yo, what, ha- yo, I would have loved to have found out, like, what happened to her. Like, was that just an yeah, over- they- oversight from the cast and crew? I don't know. Maybe, they showed the picture, but they, no, because they showed a picture of her. Hmm. Like, yeah. they just showed, like, the bedside, they just had pictures from, like, the old movies and stuff, and they she was in the pit. She was in one of the pictures. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's living her best life somewhere. You know, globe trotting. I don't know. Yeah, but but yeah, I would have loved to see her in the film too. Um, uh, I, I I will I will I will say like one question that I had that really bugged me, and I know I know it was a gag, so I, you know you can't really look at it too deeply. How in the blue hell are those old barbers and that old white Jewish white guy still yeah, alive? Still how are they still alive 30, 33 years later? Like, they were knocking on death's door back in 88, talking about Rocky Marciano and Joe Lewis, and they're still alive in 2021. How? In the same spot. He, and Arsenio Hall still working on that same plate of food. No, that's a gag. Was it? No, he, he had a different plate of food, but he was always eating. He was always eating. Mm-hmm. No matter what, he was always eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, that got that got me. So I'm like, this guy should be dead. But it's like you kind of do need them. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like I, like it would have been, I would have been like, okay, well maybe, maybe, maybe they could have like had like their sons or their grandsons take over or something. But 
you know, the, the fact that we had them, it's like, okay, you know, th- th- that's where the movie is telling you, okay, this movie, this movie is so ridiculous that, you know, don't question it. Just, just roll with it. I'm like... Just enjoy it. Yeah. Just enjoy it for what it was. Because it was still funny. They still had the same character. That was still Clint Smith. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that... he still... Had, I know which, I know I'm jumping ahead. He mm-hmm. still... He, he said his line. I was waiting for it. Oh, my gosh. Yo. Um, yo. And, 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 you know, like, to jump ahead, like, when they were when they were announcing, like, uh, who, like, the... the, the the guest uh musical performer was at first at first when in, in early on at first i thought oh they're gonna bring some some big time singer some popular singer of the day but then as he went on i'm like wait a minute is he gonna bring is he bringing back yeah. is he bringing back jackson heights own own mr randy he, he was he was joe the policeman down yep of oh, that's, that's my mama, mama. <laughs> yep jackson Heights own Mr. Randy Watson, yes, and sexual chocolate. He they, he brought the band back together. They all came back. I'm like, when it, I I was on the floor, I was on the floor dying when I saw that. And his rendition of "We have we are family." Our family. I got sexual chocolate with me. I'm like, <laughs> home run. Gold, <Cool>. yeah. <laughs> home run. <Cool. laughs> but to rewind back, I actually found out this. Very interesting Easter egg. So remember in the beginning of the movie where uh, Lavelle, where Lavelle was trying to get a job. Yeah. And then he was being introduced. He was being interviewed by Colin Jones mm-hmm. from Saturday yeah. Night Live yeah. and Mrs. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and lucky bastard. Mm-hmm. But um, so this interesting Easter egg. So Colin Jones' character is a grand nephew of the Duke brothers who were the antagonists in trading places in the homeless, in the homeless dude that uh, Keith gave money to mm. in the first movie. Oh, wow. Okay. He was their relative. If you look at the business, the name of the business, mm. it was called Duke and Duke. Oh, Oh, that's, that, oh, that's a clever Easter egg right there. Remember, and remember trading places is in the same universe. as coming to America. It that, is. Yeah. That it was like you said, clever. Yeah, that was a clever twist. Okay, see, I, I didn't put two and two together. Now that you mentioned it, okay, wow. Yeah, that was a nice callback. Yeah, and um. Oh, good. Yeah, and um, and, and I will say, like speaking of um, uh, Lavelle Johnson, played by Jermaine Fowler, um, like he 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 did a he did a good job. You know, he definitely held his own. Like he definitely has some good comedic timing. Although I will say, like one one thing one thing that I did not buy from his character was his relationship with uh with that other woman um in Zamunda. Um, she played like his stylist. Uh, his stylist. I'm trying to pull up her name here because uh, I have the Wikipedia. Uh, Nomzamo Mbatha, who plays Marembe. Um, his his stylist is the royal groomer, his love interest. Like like she yeah. was and she was she was breathtakingly gorgeous too. Um, but like I didn't, yeah. I, but I, I never bought their relationship because it was like it was like they literally had like two conversations and it's like okay let's get married now, and it's like they did, their relationship didn't have enough time to breathe and and actually organically build. I felt and I felt like they didn't really have much in the way of chemistry. Like they got along fine, but I didn't really. You didn't really buy the, buy into them the same way I bought into um, Eddie Murphy and Shari Headley because they had chemistry, but 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 uh, yeah. Fowler and uh, Mbatha just didn't really click for me though. You know, not not that they were bad. But... It, it, it was a rush relationship. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was rushed. Like it was definitely a way to like like get the plot moving, you know, and you know him and have him, you know, uh, be be groomed to be the heir instead of Kiki Lane's character. Um, yeah. yeah. Say when you know, you know. Yeah, it's not what you know; it's who you know. You know, especially yeah. in a patriarchal society. Um, but but I will say one one element though that had me howling was Wesley Snipes. Oh man, Wesley Snipes, yo, you, you could tell Wesley Snipes enjoyed the hell out of this role. Like the way he just strutted, you know, leap with that lean back. Oh yeah, he, oh, he was having a ball. Yeah, uh, Wesley Snipes as uh, what, what's his character's name? General Izzy. Um, and it turns. Uh, of Colonel Steve from the first movie. Yep, yep, absolutely, yep. And funnily enough, uh, the the kingdom of Next Doria. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, "Look what you did to my sister!" And she comes back. Woo, woo, yep, woo, Vanessa woo, Bell Calloway. Mhm. Was that her though? Yeah, that was did her. Yeah, that was Vanessa Bell Calloway. She reprised her role. You know, she's still hopping on one leg and barking. You know, uh, now, yeah, that was great. Yeah, and Michael Blackson, he had so to. Probably, he probably told her to stop. It was like now she's been doing it for so long. It's like it's like how she talks. <laughs> yeah, that was that was bizarre, man. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you this: another small Easter egg. Yeah. What did you think of the set design, like the the royal palace? I thought the royal palace looked 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 really nice. Um. Like I like it. It was, it was interesting. Like uh, the the mo- most of the movie taking place in Zamunda. Well, more specifically, the Zamunda Royal Palace. We didn't see the rest of the the locale. Um, I th- I thought I, th- I thought it was fine. I thought the I thought everything. You know, I didn't have I didn't have much in the way of like what it looked like. But I will say like the 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 main dance hall though, we had we had those 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 nice dance numbers and those and those yeah. glorious costumes. I thought I thought that was like the best looking. Uh, venue to 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 really accentuate all of those uh, wonderful costumes and performers. It was so beautiful, though. Totally shot at Rick Ross's house. Was that Rick Ross's house? Yeah, and he was in the movie. Really? See, I heard I heard that the film was actually shot at Tyler Perry Studios. Some of it, some of it was in Tyler Perry Studios. Some of it was at Rick Ross's house, even the backyard. Wow, both. And yeah, and Rick Ross was in a movie. He was part of the uh, Next Doria troops. Oh, okay. <laughs> like you see him again. He has a beard, and he he pulls up with Michael Blackson when they're mm-hmm. at Next Doria. Oh, see, I didn't even, I didn't even know he was in the movie. <laughs> he lost, but he lost a significant amount of weight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> but okay, all right. I see you, Rick Ross. You know, you know. You, you and know. they did just to finish off my Easter eggs. They did reach out to Samuel Jackson for a cameo appearance <laughs> to reprise his role, but he had con- uh, scheduling conflicts. Oh man, oh man, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, just, just. I mean, he probably would have been like reformed or something. Like, who the fuck is this uh, asshole? <laughs> Please refrain from cursing. What? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but I, I will say that I, I really appreciated the fact that um, they actually showed more. Of um of uh semi and uh and um and companies uh staff fight staff you know fighting skills because we saw yeah. we saw a hint of that in the first film and how they uh did, how they 
beat Samuel L. Jackson, uh, de- you know, deferred his robbery. But this one, you saw more of it. A um, little, little bit, little, little, little action, action, action scene uh, drip in there, which was pretty nice. Um, let me see. Mika uh, was bad though. Mika, oh Mika. Mika was bad. Oh, oh, right. Mm-hmm. I see Adora Milaje in her future. Oh, you know what? Yo, put her in the next Black Panther movie. I, I'm for it. I'm for it. World of Wakanda show. What's up? World of Wakanda? I said, World of Wakanda show. Yeah, you didn't know Wakanda's in the show? Again, there's a show revolving around, revolving around Wakanda. Ah, oh, terrific. I like to see that. Because Wakanda is just such an awesome... This is such, such an awesome world that you need to explore it. Okay. It's neighboring. It's a neighboring nation to Zamunda. <laughs> Zamunda, Nextoria, and Wakanda—the three kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. I'm for it. Yeah, you can you can put Wesley Snipes in there somewhere, you know. Uh, Wesley Snipes, um, General uh, Izzy versus um, Mbaku. Well, we're for it. Okay. Well, we already know who's playing that one. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um. Let me see. Oh, of course, uh, another another cameo. We saw Arsenio Hall's uh, uh, nasty, crooked preacher. <laughs> we saw him back. Reverend Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, you know, He's I been our reverend since he, was a, since he was a little boy, and we love him dearly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very special man. Reverend Brown. <laughs> you know, I didn't come here to preach you today, but you know, <laughs> when I see these contestants, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> Man cannot make it like this. Lara Flint, Hugh Hefner, they can take the picture, but they can't make it. <laughs> oh, man. But, yo, also, too, like, shout out to John Amos. Yo, still, still around, still doing his thing. I really enjoyed his conversation with Prince Akeem and when he mentioned, hey, by the way, what would the queen do? What, what would, would your, your mother, mother do? Uh, that, yeah. that got me in the field. Yeah, very nice, very classy uh, shout-out to Madge Sinclair, the late Madge Sinclair, who played uh, the Queen, Queen Aeolian. Yeah. So, very, very nice shout-out for, for her as well. And, of course, uh, Louis Anderson. <laughs> very <laughs> very happy to see him back in the mix with uh, doing... <laughs> yep, running uh, uh, the the, McDow- the Zumundan McDowells. <laughs> McDonald's still trying to come after uh uh his neck though because it's, it's another a... oh another Easter egg I meant to write this down if you notice that when uh Akeem and um Demi went back to Queens mm-hmm. they get out and you can see a big McDonald's sign yep and it said McDonald's home of the real Big Mac oh yeah I actually did see that seeds. yep <laughs> Oh, that was fun, man. Oh, and also, too, like a small cameo appearance. She also makes her appearance. Yo, Garcelle Beauvais. <sighs> frozen in man. frozen in time. Timeless. She's a mother, a mother in the MCU, and she still looks great. She's a mother in the MCU? Yeah. Really? Who? Spider-Man Homecoming? Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't even... Oh, the... I only saw the movie once. Yeah, Michael Keaton, you got gotcha. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a timeless beauty, timeless. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that shows you, yo, yo, black truly does not crack. Yeah, you know all that all that melanin, y'all. 
you know, yeah, yeah, and 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 all them and all them unseasoned people, you know, you know, they know who you know who we talking about. You hate us because you ain't us. How you like them apples, or how you like that sweet potato pie? No reasons. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. But yeah, man. Uh. I I I gotta say, like, like coming to Amer- coming to America on its own terms. Definitely, definitely a, 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 an amusing, a, a hilarious movie, a, an amusing movie. Very good. Um, it definitely pales in comparison to the to the to the first, which which is understandable because because two things. One, I don't think anybody reasonable expected this movie to be on par or or exceed the classic, which has been around for like thirty three years. So you're talking about a movie, right. a, a classic that's been around for thirty three years and had built thirty three years worth of pop culture and cultural capital, versus a sequel that just came out like. Bloop, so, so you know, it's 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 the weight is just it's so uneven. But on its own terms, coming to America really works. Yeah, and I will say this: coming to America, coming to America, has been the biggest, is the most streamed movie since the pandemic. Mm. Oh wow! And Paramount is kicking themselves in the ass right now. I mean, if you cannot tell me this, this, this is literally the epitome of just the two of the term bad timing. Mm. Yeah. Because they stole the rights off to Amazon, then they, then they come out with a Paramount Plus. Oh. This weekend, the same weekend as Coming to America comes out. If they would have just kept it and released it for themselves, people would have bought Paramount Plus. I ain't getting Paramount Plus. Mm. I don't see the need for it. No, I ain't getting it either. (laughs) No, I ain't getting it. Like, I don't don't watch BET like that no more. Yeah, BET. Uh, I don't really watch MTV like that no more. No, no. Everything, Everything I need, I still, I'm okay with watching on, I don't need Paramount Plus. And they released Paramount Plus this weekend, the same movie. Like, they missed out. They yeah. messed up. Yeah, they really did. Like, Coming to America would have been, like, their main selling point. People would have, like, hopped on just to see that movie and probably canceled their subscriptions after, like, before the 30 days are up. But still. Yeah. That would have been a nice boost for them. <laughs> it would have. It would have. But, no, nah, they yeah. messed up on that one. And Amazon's just sitting there just. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks. Yeah. And uh yeah, but um but but I will say like yo, coming to America, man, you know, it's 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 hilarious, uh, on its own terms. It was it was quite hilarious seeing the, the twins back, Peaches. That the same girls, the same actresses. Yep, yep, the same actresses and we saw Salt and Peppa, you know, making their cameo. Yo, with and Vogue. The, and Vogue. I'm like, man, just bringing out all the hits. It's like the reunion tour. It's like, it's like, yeah. It's just like, what more you got? What more you you got? John Mm. Legend in the end credits singing, she's my, she's your queen. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty amusing. Man. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 it, it was a, it was a fun, it was a fine movie, man. And like I said, and I say, no, anyone who was reasonable wasn't expecting this to, to be on par with the first, but on its own terms, it, it works. And and I'll, I'll watch it again at some point. Yeah, 
definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and just to enjoy like the cost the wonderful costume designs and and the and the humor and oh yeah. Gotta gotta love it. You gotta love it. And just just the cameos alone, like they just got everybody on board. We get Trevor Noah. Oh my yes. Oh man, Trevor Noah. I was cracking up when I saw him. I'm like, yes. Uh, Cause I I, I I I'm a I'm a huge fan of Trevor Noah. I love his show. So yeah, just to see him in there, I'm like, yeah, I love yeah, this. You know Trevor Noah was in Black Panther also, right? Oh, he was. Yeah. He uh. Remember? Okay, the final fight scene. With the, against you know Killmonger and um, T'Challa. And T'Challa. Mm-hmm. But this is when everybody was going to war. Every Ross was getting ready to go into the ship, and then you hear a voice say, "Say, open the parkade doors." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Trevor Noah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, that's pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, and then also, what channel? What was the name of the news channel that they what we was watching? Um. Oh, the one that Trevor Noah was on. Yeah, and coming to America. Uh, I, I I I can't recall actually. It was called it was CNN. Oh, was the Moon the News Network. <laughs> and then you hear familiar face go this is CNN. Uh, I I noticed that yeah yeah James Earl Jones <laughs> call back. Movie why not? Yeah, you might as you might as well have him do that gag. Yeah, but okay yeah man uh, yeah. Yeah, coming to America, y'all. It's on Amazon Prime, um, Prime Video. Um, check it out. Uh, yeah, check it out for a laugh. Yeah, um, and also another another good thing to to segue here. Um, let's talk about the series finale of WandaVision. Mm. Lots of lots of tantalizing developments and many questions. And developments and you know me. I love Easter egg hunting. Mm-hmm. People found hundreds. Mm. Hundreds. There's a lot of Easter eggs. I literally only just wrote down seven. Mm. But there was tons of Easter eggs. And those are, they're like so very, some in plain sight, others in like you had to like really look for it and know you like you know some of your comic book history, mm-hmm. but very interesting, very interesting finds. Um, all in all, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, kicking off phase four, you know, I like the way they kicked off phase four, mm-hmm. and it got me anxious. This is actually gonna be a really like packed month. For content, for like just nerd content. Yeah, yeah, we got um a Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up. We got a uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ugh. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm we gotta. Do and we gotta have John Haponic on the show with us, man. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll reach out to him. We gotta have his take on that movie. We have, we have, we have to do it. Hmm. We have to do it. Yeah. 
and uh yeah man um i i i was i was really excited uh watching this uh a series finale of wandavision um and and, and like i said even at the very beginning um like this was all going to culminate into one ginormous light show you know as 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 marvel work as marvel is wont to do but hey what a light show it was um you saw the the battle between scarlet witch and agatha harkness um but i will say that the more the more interesting battle was between vision and white vision um that was that was a really great scene uh where um where vision where vision they 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 did their they did their fisticuffs a little bit but then like when they met in that library um they were like wait a minute you know since we're evenly matched like this is gonna this is going nowhere um have you heard of the ship of theseus uh vision and then and then white vision's like i request elaboration and then that that and then the dialogue was actually really insightful. Like the ship of Theseus actually brings up an interesting question. Like you know you have the you have the ship of Theseus. You have it in the museum. It's an ancient ship from antiquity. Like over the years, like the wood starts to rot, and you replace those wooden boards with new ones. Now over time, if you re- if you replaced all of the wooden boards on that ship of Theseus, is it still the original ship? Is it still the ship of Theseus? And then uh, um, White Vision, White Vision uh, comes to the conclusion that it's yes and basically yes and no. Like it's it, it's still the original, but it's still it's still new. It's still made whole. So so um, so uh, Vision. So the you know Wanda's Wanda's Vision, who can only exist in the hex, which is why when he tried to, when he tried to escape, like he couldn't. He like he was breaking down. He said that okay. Okay, you're, you're okay. Okay, White Vision, you're brand, you're 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 newly built. Um, you you you're you're me. You have my same abilities, but you haven't lived. You haven't really lived yet. But let me give you my memories uh, through that one is giving me. Let me give you. Let me fill in the blanks for you. So he opens up White Vision's third eye. You know, see what I did there. <laughs> and um and he and he imparts all of the memories. And, and uh and of, of his relationship and his existence you know while vision was alive you know pre thanos or up to uh, when thanos ripped the mindstone from his head and then afterwards if you notice too a uh, white vision white vision's face which is more angular and polygonal became softer and more human and afterwards when he absorbed his memories he's like i am vision and then he flies off and so now so now moving forward we get to see we may see white vision you know start to come to terms you know with with the life that he hasn't lived technically but but since he's like the new vision the new ship of theseus you know he's embraced his identity even though he hasn't lived it so now he has to kind of like re re retrace his steps if you will if that makes sense you know and and try to reconnect with wanda that's going to be real interesting to see that is and there's also a uh, there's also an easter egg on that Mm-hmm. So, well, not really an Easter egg, yep. but it was just something funny. Okay, so with White Vision, so with the appearance of the White Vision in the show, West West Coast Avengers number 45, the comic actually increased in value on eBay that weekend. Really? So it literally looks like uh, the, the cover of um, uh, Avengers 57, mm-hmm. but instead of regular Avengers is West Coast Avengers, but he's doing the same exact pose, but yeah. he's just all in white. Okay. So that was the first appearance of the White Vision, and it increased in value. I think it kind of decreased a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that weekend, people were just like, oh, we got a White Vision? All right, well, we're just going to up 
Yeah. We're going to up this price and see if people will try to get it. Yeah. And, and also, yeah. And also too, like white vision, that's the classic uh, look like from, like from, from decades past. So yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a nice, uh, definitely a nice touch, uh, a creative way of bringing him into the mix. And, right. um, yeah. And also like, uh, you saw, um, well, before before we get to Wanda and Agatha, it turns out too. Um, well, it tur- and, and, and and you know, and, and I bet some fans were disappointed. It turns out that you know, um, Evan Peters' character uh, is isn't the quick isn't the Quicksilver from X Men. He's just a guy right. named Ralph Boner, you know, who was who was who was held you know underneath uh, Agatha Harkness's uh, thrall with that necklace. So when Photon or uh, Monica, uh, Spectre, that's what. Or Spectre, that's her name? Yes, yeah, Spe- uh, Spectre, because actually, and if you actually look at the show, actually look at the show, because I rewatched it on, uh, I rewatched it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. When uh, when Monica goes back to S.H.I.E.L.D. and she sees a picture of her mother, Yeah. it'll say Maria Photon uh, Rambo, mm-hmm. which oh. was actually one of the names that Monica went through. Uh, went through before she became uh, Captain Marvel, but she also went through the name Spectrum, and that's actually where she's where she's at right now. She's Spectrum. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she um, she she takes the necklace off of uh, Evan Peters, and he's like, "Oh my God, don't 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 kill me!" And he's like, "Oh, see, he's just so he's just a guy. So he's not so he's not the Quicksilver from from the X Men right. universe. So I bet some fans were disappointed, but I I was actually I I, I got a nice chuckle out of that. I'm like. That, and that's what yeah. and that's what it was for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and plus like plus like um I think this is a good sign too that like even though X Men you know is part of is part under the MCU uh, umbrella, um that you know it's a, it's a sign at least my interpretation is that it's a sign that they're gonna bring in all new actors and di- new interpretations yeah. that we haven't seen before. So right. rather than bringing back you know, the previous cast base that we've seen in recent X-Men movies, just bring in all new voices, all new faces, you know, to make, to really make it the MCU's own version of X-Men. Correct, yeah. Yeah. So, the sales and, cool. uh, did I have any story on that? No, but that was one of the ones I was, uh, that I did look up, that I, um, did come across when I was doing my research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, I mean, should I go? Should I just go down my list of Easter eggs? Because it was like a lot. Well, there was a lot. Um. Yeah. Well. Well. Before Before you do, um. Let's Let's talk Let's talk a bit about the uh the final battle uh between Agatha and Wanda, you know. Um. Which I thought Which I thought was actually pretty clever because um Wanda, you know, she turned out turns out that she actually, you know, learned from Agatha's example and had all these hidden ruins around the hex, which actually helped contain. Uh, Agatha Harkness's power, but Wanda Wanda proves that she is the most dangerous and most dare say the most horrifying character, hero or villain in the MCU, where she actually traps Agatha. How, yep, I see Carl. He's showing the House of M, a graphic novel, the trade paperback. She actually traps Agatha Harkness in her own mind by by reverting her back to her Agnes identity. You know that the peppy neighbor. You know, she's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yup, yeah, and and it's horrifying too because like once once that happens, like she also she also releases the rest of Westview 
uh, from from her spell because they all experienced Wanda's grief and her turmoil, and they were all they couldn't yeah. they couldn't free themselves. And so, when you see the look of of a mix of fear and hatred and disdain towards Wanda, it was imp- it was completely justified because that's how the rest of the world should see Wanda because the fact that she controlled this whole town, you know, and and she forced them to experience her grief and her trauma. Yeah, like she's a, she's she should be a pariah worldwide. Like cuz she's she's too dangerous. She's actually too dangerous to to really to really be to really be close to anybody. And I'm not saying that they should and and and, and here's the thing too. I'm really hoping that with Wanda and and I, and I'm and I'm going to give MCU credit cuz I I believe that I believe that their Kevin Feige in particular is too clever to, to let this happen. I hope I hope that they don't pull a Game of Thrones where where they kill, where they where they have a where they have a powerful a, a woman like in Daenerys, but they kill her off because she's too powerful. She wanted freedom too much, so I hope that they don't pull that same move with Wanda, where they have to end up putting her down because she's too powerful. Her grief is her grief is too much for everybody. I hope they find a way to make her coexist, but also develop her character in a way where she where she not only has to live with. And accept the the pain the pain that she's inflicted on others, but also find a way to you know become a better person and also yeah. help and also make sh- also find a way to have others kind of like be more willing to embrace her. You know you know what I mean. So hopefully right. hopefully hopefully it comes toward that instead of like saying that oh well she's 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 got to be the next big bad. She's too she's too powerful to live. Let's kill her. It, but it, it, it's possible they can do that with and have her be the um. The um the villain mm-hmm. because according to this according to House of M the Avengers and the X Men had to because she was grown so powerful she was creating these alternate realities and stuff you know and she, it was to the point where she was becoming so powerful that both the X Men and the Avengers had to have a conversation, had to have a conversation like I think we may need to put her down because this could get really, really dangerous. Mm-hmm. And it was just showing what she showing what she was doing. Like, you know, she made her she had her twin boys, Wicked and Speed. Wicked who you actually do see. Mm-hmm. Uh Billy is actually Wicked and Tommy is the speed. Yep. And they actually are both members is the East Egg. Both members of the Young Avengers. So hopefully, you know, with uh, with the Hawkeye se- uh, series coming out, we may get Hulkling because, as and in the comics, Wiccan and Hulkling actually wind up getting married. Mm. Oh, yeah, wow. they, yeah, he's a they're a gay couple. Okay, cool, cool. So um, yeah. So in this, yes, yeah, she actually creates them, but it's just I mean, it's what she wants. It's it's so. Similar. That's why when I did it on my episode, I recommended uh, House of F on my episode of uh, Blur View that you can catch on Zoom Unity. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, yeah, you can you do catch some elements of House of M, and you only get it, and we're only getting a taste mm-hmm. of how powerful Wanda is. We got a taste in Endgame. Remember, she's the only one who brought Thanos to his knees. Who actually brought? Who caused Thanos to panic? Yeah. We saw how she can create a reality mm-hmm. for herself. 
Yeah. And then to jump at the end, she's reading the dark code. She's reading the dark code. Mm-hmm. Her astral version, the astral version of herself is reading the dark code, and then you hear Tommy and Billy like screaming for help. Mm-hmm. She's learning. She's reading that chapter all about the Scarlet Witch, but she finally said they never called her that yeah. from before. Mm-hmm. So this can be this can be an opening an open door for the X Men to come in. Yeah, yeah. So we're only getting a taste. She may she may be the villain mm-hmm. in Doctor Strange in the next Doctor Strange movie because they actually did mention Agatha did mention too. Like you are more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yep, that's right. She did say that. So yeah. that's a possible threat. To Doctor Strange, but how I'm thinking with this whole multiverse thing that they're doing, that unless hopefully, like you said, she has that redeeming quality mm-hmm. to yeah. her. She can be the bad guy, she can be the villain, the antagonist, but she has that redeeming quality, and then we can move forward to whatever they decide to decide to go with. Yeah. Yeah, and and then that's when they can bring back a uh, uh, vision as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and that and that should be an interesting wrinkle too. And also too, like speaking of which, like that was a really really touching scene. Like when you saw uh, Vision and Wanda, you know, look seeing seeing their children, their two boys, like in in bed, you know, while while the hex is closing in, you know, you know, bringing everything back to normal because because uh, her their their children only exist like in in her mind, and. Right. Yeah, so like they were about to, you know, you know, be phased out, and then you had that final scene with with Vision, you know, saying that, you know, basically like I am, like, and it was a really touching scene. Like Paul Bettany, man, terrific actor. I'm I'm so glad he's doing more with his character. Like he basically asked yeah. Wanda, you know, while before I disappear, tell me who am who am I, and then you know Wanda basically explains, you know, you're, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're part of my grief. And you're part of my sadness, but most of all, you're my love. And and Vision says, you know, you know, maybe this maybe this is goodbye for now. You know, we've had we've had goodbyes before, so, you know, who's to say that we'll see each other again down the road? And uh, and then he disappears. And man, I was like, man, that was that was a really well well directed scene, a really great conclusion. Um, uh, they're definitely, definitely, probably, definitely like the best, some of the best work we've seen in the MCU thus far, like of, of anything. Like it was well built to that moment. Their relationship was absolutely well developed. Um, yeah, man. And, 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 and I will, and I will say too, uh, shout outs to Black Twitter because, yo, the, the Vishon, oh, the, the Vishon and Lawanda memes had me cracking up at work man when i just when when you saw vision when you saw because you saw a vision with with the black turtleneck sweater you had people you had people on twitter photoshopping him with like with like a gold chain like a a, a beard a kufi a do-rag and like a blunt and like a gucci belt like the like the one scene where where vision and wanda are watching their two boys standing at the bedroom door and then you saw a vision just leaning in Looking like looking like a black stepdad talking about like your mother your mama told your mama told you to go to bed didn't she and he's he's holding that Gucci belt with a blunt hanging out of his mouth I'm like God uh-huh. damn it <laughs> this is ridiculous and I love it oh yeah yeah 
Yeah. Right. Give giving giving uh Wanda box braids. <laughs> oh man. And that that, that was oh and I see uh, Aaron uh, AK in the chat saying that Vishon costumes about to take over this Halloween. <laughs> you know what? I would not be surprised. I I say welcome it. I would not be surprised either. Wel- I welcome it. I will see it. I will like all the pictures on my Instagram if I come across them. <laughs> oh man, Vishon and Lawanda, man, coming soon on BET. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Alsa M, since I mentioned it, I might as well mention this Easter egg, yeah. which is called My Son Do McPree's Wine. So on the neck of the bottle of wine, this is an episode, uh, I want to say, yeah, I wrote episode two. There was a letter M in reference to the uh, House of M comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the comic, Doctor Strange actually reveals how much Scarlet Witch can manipulate reality in a way that defines her as saying, saying imagination becomes the enemy hmm very apt god damn michael michael bennis is so good yeah michael bennis he's one of the best one of the best writers in comics yeah and yeah any any other easter eggs uh you wanted to touch on oh yeah episode one episode one yeah august 23rd Why was that date so important? August. If you kind of reverse the reverse the date, mm-hmm. Avengers two thirty eight features a story in which in which Vision is reactivated reactivated after he was deactivated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. So. Um, okay. S fifty seven. The drone that fl- the drone that Monica flies into Westview bears the number fifty seven, which symbolizes. Avengers 57. Ooh, okay. First appearance of, first appearance of Vision. Mm, that is a that is a crisp looking edition right there you got there. Oh, don't get it twisted. It's only pack similar. Oh. <laughs> I, I ain't got it. I ain't got it like that. <laughs> yeah, got got to take take it on mortgage for that one. <laughs> you probably get a hundred out of it. Yeah, mm. now because of the show. Oh yeah. Yeah, you may. Because of the show, yeah, it just it raised in price. Yeah. So, um, all right, in episode seven, if you look at the title, if you look at the title, that's the one that takes place in like the early in the two thousands, which is a play off of Modern uh, Modern Family and The Office. Yeah. There was a license. Okay, there was a license plate that just wrote that just read Wanda Mm. in the opening credits. Now, there's numbers at the top of that license plate that read 122822. Hmm. 12, is that December 28, 2022? Subtract 100 years. Oh, 1922. Okay, December 28, 1922. Hmm. I know, I know, I know World War One already ended, like, long before that. Okay. Uh... Got this. You got this. World War Two. I mean, 
that Nazis weren't around yet. Um, still Weimar Germany. Um, it, does it have to do with European history? Okay, well, uh, Roaring Twenties. Um, I know Superman didn't. Ex- Superman debuted in 1932. Right. Um, but we're talking about 100 years, 1922. Yeah, Marvel history. Um, was, uh, was it the was it the uh, debut of the original Human Torch? No, that wasn't there. Uh, that was a that was like an. My late thirties, early forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Stan Lee's birthday. Oh really? Oh, okay. Oh, Excelsior! (laughs) The late great Stan Lee. Okay. Here. And in my last Easter egg, in the final episode, (laughs) Wizard of Oz nod. Oh, what, what's what? The nod to the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah, the black boots underneath the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. I'm like, huh, nice Wizard of Oz reference. <laughs> uh, I, I just I just saw AK's uh, 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 picture in the chat. Apparently, he has a Vishon, uh, Vision with a with a Kofi on as his profile picture. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! Yeah, I I've seen so many of them. I'm like, why is this happening? Like, this is why, like, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Vishon with a do rag. Oh man. That's the first one I saw, and I'm like, did they really do this? Mm-hmm. Like, did they really? Did they really? I saw him with the grill and. Yep. Him like, in the, is, him, him in the same pose as uh, as uh, as Rocky Maivia back in the day. Dwayne Johnson yep. with the fanny pack. Fanny pack. <laughs> oh man, I I love I just love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, like the the possibilities. I'm I'm really excited to see like what they do with Wanda, especially like she's just gonna have like that. Even mm-hmm. if, if if it's a brief heel turn, then yeah, go for it because she she's an she's an omega level leader. Yeah, she is. She is. Really, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's gonna oh. want to read the thought, like the following. Oh, it's not the, it's not the final line. Mm-hmm. But what she does and what she makes happen, yeah, is it just, it's just like, oh shit. Okay, we really got a serious threat, mm-hmm. and you kind of understand why. The Avengers and the X-Men had to come together and be like, okay, you know, we need to put this chick down. Yeah. Mm. Like, and have a serious being be like, we need to do something because this can be dangerous. Like in the comic, she brought back Uncle Ben to the point where she brought back she brought Uncle Ben back to life. Mm. She created that reality, and Peter couldn't handle it to the point where he was just come. He was having panic attacks. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, uh, one one more thing uh, about WandaVision that we didn't touch on: um, the mid credit scene with uh with um with Monica and that Skrull lady, as it turns out, um, and she says, "Hey, you want you want to you want to meet my boy up there?" Um, basically, which which means one of two things: either you want to meet Nick Fury because he's chilling with the Skrulls, 
Or do you want to meet Captain Marvel or reunite with her once again? Which should be interesting because yeah. because I'm, I'm and she said it was somebody from her past from her past. Yeah. Which I'm sure that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna there might be some tension there between Monica and uh Carol Danvers. Um you know, what with oh, there you know, is. what with, you know, her mother passing and and I'm sure I'm sure Monica's gonna have some feelings about that. Maybe like why couldn't you save my mother? You could have done something you know, something like that. I don't know. Um, or maybe the tension is because of something else entirely, but we'll see. That's going to be interesting. Hopefully, uh, it'll be uh, better than the first Captain Marvel film. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose Captain Marvel is actually supposed to be a uh, ensemble movie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah but it... with the scrolls being involved, so uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to see some see her involvement in the um, in the Secret Invasion TV series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, let me see. I know. I know the scrolls. I know there was one. There was one comic that showed a, a scroll family posing as a suburban family, kind of similar to what Wandavision did. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I picture it in my head, but I can't think of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think. I think like if they if Marvel were to adopt that, then they're gonna have to do something different than the suburban thing because like it's already been done with Wandavision. Right. Yeah. But there's still there's so many like options that they can do with Monica. Probably wondering why she hasn't been here since Blockbuster was arrived. <laughs> yeah, like that. And then we say Comic Cons were going on. So many would cosplay as the show. If if comic if conventions were still around, yes, there would be a lot of Vishon Lawanda cosplays. Yeah. I think you would actually nail it though. I'm talking. I'm talking like. You can, you can nail it. What's up? What's up? I think you can. You can nail up the Sean Costa. I could. I could. You know. You know. Just bring out like some dashik dashikis and box braids and nose rings and all. You know. <laughs> oh man. Man, it's amazing. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, but oh, not maybe. But you know what? Uh, now that, um, but yeah, Wandavision. Yeah, check it out. Looking forward to seeing what Mar- what the MCU does next. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is gonna be like what we've been getting. You know, it's gonna revert back to like the old, you know the original Marvel formula. But I think that that works mm-hmm. for those two characters. But we're probably gonna get that you know buddy cop element. Even yeah. though, in a way, they kind of beat each other. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they pat, they patched that up since the end of uh, Endgame. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. But very, yeah, yeah. As, as, yeah as, and they said that we're gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. Oh, I was gonna say it's gonna be very interesting seeing Sam Wilson, you know, embrace that Captain America role. And they're gonna say we're gonna actually get a Sam Wilson backstory because we never mm-hmm. really got one. That's he just true. kind of met up with Cap, and then that was it. Yeah, like there were some illusions. Like, yeah, he was a paratrooper, I believe. Um, he, you know, talked yeah, to yeah, a. Yeah, yeah, like he had like um, you know, help you know, like meetings with like former veterans, but that was like the extent of his backstory. Right. So yeah, he, yeah, we're gonna see. Yeah, we're definitely gonna see more of him. More of him, and then he's gonna go through that battle while going against freedom chases. He's gonna, uh, I mean, flag chases. I believe that's their name. Yeah. But um. And then not to mention 
Baron von Strucken. Mm. Oh, um, mm. oh, like was that uh, Daniel Bruhl's character from uh, Baron Zemo? Yeah, Baron Zemo's. He comes back, and he's actually wearing the purple head, uh, the purple headband. I mean, um, the purple oh, oh, uh, mask. Yeah. Oh. So he's gonna be, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a more diversion. Mm. Yeah, if we're gonna get that buddy cop vibe, but it's gonna be, it's gonna pretty much be that same formula. Hmm. But I think that's what works for those two characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They they because you know Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie they do have good chemistry. You know you even saw a little yes. bit of that in uh um Civil not Civil was it Civil War or Winter Soldier? I'm thinking no, it was Civil War. Um, Can you move your feet up? No. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's 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 gonna be cool. Um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, and uh, this is gonna be a very month. It is. Yeah, it's gonna be a jam packed month for nerds everywhere, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Between this, Falcon and Soldier, freaking um, Justice League, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch the, uh, I gotta watch, I gotta watch the uh, Godzilla, I gotta watch Godzilla again and uh, both King Kong and Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't seen those either, so I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch those. I think they're on HBO, I believe. I hope so. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, I'll I'll hunt them down. Um, oh, speak speak of the devil, John Haponic is in the chat. He says Snyder cut. He's excited about that. John, uh, well, I'm saying it right now. John, or I was a Oscar worthy Joker. Oh, Jesus, man. Uh, yeah, Joker. Joke, Joker Christ. Have you seen that picture? <laughs> I did. I mean. I did. I did. I mean, like like John, since you're in the chat, yo, we're gonna have to have you on the show. Um, once once Justice Snyder League comes out, and we're gonna have to have you justify, you know, the the existence of this Snyder cut. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna have to have John on the air. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna sit that Saturday. Mm-hmm. I have food and drinks, and I'm just like, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to sit through that whole thing. May have to take breaks. I mean, the best thing about this being on um, HBO Max is I get to take breaks in between. Mm. This is four hours straight. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, at least it's broken down in like one hour chunks, so at least it's more manageable that way. But but you know, but it's a four hour extension of a movie that wasn't very good to begin with. So it's like <laughs> my expectations are on the floor, <laughs> really. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much uh, it. My my expectations are low mm. with DC movies. I mean, I mean, well, they, they had a very, they had their hits, but listen, mm. I see them all. Yeah. I have them all. <laughs> the bad ones. They're oh, uh, the, the bad outshines the good. I mean, I mean, when when DC when DC gets it together, they get it together well. But when they miss, they miss. Like oh, they miss. Like Batman versus right. Superman is still terrible. Suicide Squad is still embarrassing. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. And just Supergirl, Batman, Robin, <laughs> unwatchable. Man. Um, but, but, uh, 
but yeah, man, Justice League. I mean, I mean, I, I, this this is John this is John Haponic's end game as far as as far as uh, you know he's concerned. So, like I said, we're gonna have John on the show, and uh, we're gonna have him have him plead the case of of Snyder's Snyder's uh, four hour epic, which nobody asked for. Well, actually, no. You know who asked for this? And and and, and you know what's up? Yeah, I'm just answering your question. You said you know who asked for this? I said John Haponic. Well, yeah, besides John Haponic, but all of those mother fucking trolls who, who these 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 basement dwelling the the worst stereotypes of nerds ever, the most embarrassing toxic fans actually harangued Warner Brothers with that stupid release the Snyder Cut hashtag, harassing Warner Brothers executives, harassing other fans who didn't like the Justice Justice League movie to begin with, and and Warner Brothers capitulated. They capitulated to these trolls. So they actually gave it. So so Warner Brothers actually set a very ugly and nasty precedent. So you have trolls, toxic fans who can who who, who their their main lesson from this is that oh we can simply harangue and harass fans. We can be racist trolls. Oh, and we but we can we can donate to charity just to throw this just to throw the scent off. Uh, we just to give a veneer of respectability of what we're doing, even though even though what we're doing isn't really respectable at the end of the end of the day. So we can we can be trolls, we can we can be awful people and get what we want because we're a bunch of racist, sexist, misogynist babies. And and hey, and Zack Snyder, he shares our sensibilities too. So guess what? As long as long, as long as we as long as we you know stomp our foot like babies and you know you know show our asses and assholes. We, we we get to we can get to push studios into remaking films that we didn't like to begin with. So Snyder Cut, here we go. Oh, you, whoa, oh, we we didn't like Wandavision. So let's 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 harangue Marvel until we get Wandavision 2.0, so we can cast you know Monique and and the and the actor who played Professor Ogilvy as Vishon and Lawanda because we want to see that and make that the canon instead of it's, it's gonna be a, it's like it's like a it's like a slippery slope. You went off the rails. You went off the rails with that. You went off the rails. I, I know I went, I went off the rails with that one, but but yo, it's a slippery slope. So Warner Brothers, like it or not, they set a nasty precedent by capitulating to these trolls. So I'm hoping that after the Snyder Cut is out and 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 it gets to breathe, I hope Warner Brothers doesn't do this shit again, and I hope other studios do do not do not follow Warner Brothers' example by by releasing an extended cut of an awful movie that a bunch of trolls want. I don't want to see that. And I'm and I'm looking at John Aponis. John Aponis says, "I hope you have to watch a four-hour version of Suicide Squad." Listen, <laughs> first of all, first of all, number one, just be. Wouldn't thin- that be? Wouldn't that be a cruel and unusual punishment? It it would be cruel and unusual punishment. We don't need to see four four more hours of Enchantress breakdancing and pop locking like Turbo from Breaking. All I have to do is CG a broom in there. <laughs> no, we 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 don't need that. We don't need. Somebody, that. I, wait, you know what? You, I need you to do that. I need you to put that into the energy. Put that into the universe. Somebody's got to do that now. <laughs> I want to see that. I want somebody to put a broom, or put just a tantrus in a cipher in the middle of breaking mm-hmm. with cardboard. You know what? 
Yeah. I can't do the video. I don't know how to do it, but I'll do the picture. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because, like, cause, cause like Su- Suicide Squad was an embarrassment. And, and, oh, and it was awful. It, it, it was awful, but, but John swears it's a fun movie. But, I, I mean, but, but you know, but. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, the black and white version. He gets no color. <laughs> but, um. Kaluminati. <laughs> but, uh. But yo, but you, but but you know what? Uh, before before we wrap up, before we wrap up here, um, I I, I gotta say, cause I I didn't I I usually don't check Facebook uh, at, at work, I rarely do. So I actually saw AK's uh post where he tagged me, and and this is in reference to when I said that you know when I when I mentioned how with you know Steve and Steve Urkel and Laura Winslow how he was so persistent that he basically wore Laura down and they got together at the end, um. I said that persistence isn't real. It only works in fiction. So, so AK Aaron Ferguson posted a picture of Professor Ogilvie and Nikki Monique's character from the Parkers, and he said that he said he tagged me said Victor Omoyo, uh, she didn't take this L. So my so basically this is in reference to when I said that Steve Urkel should have taken the L when Laura said no in our, in our Black Sitcoms tournament episode. So apparently, um, so basically, just like Steve Urkel, um, uh, Monique didn't take the L. But I responded that, hey, yo, like I said, persistence only works in fiction. When when someone says no, that's it. You move on. There's 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 no please baby baby please please baby 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 please no. There's no there's no Mars Blackman tip. There's no Mars Blackman nonsense. If somebody says no, you 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 walk it off. You, 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 sometimes if, if you're if you're sensitive you can go home you can cry it out over your over your pint of ben and jerry's cherry garcia you know while, while you're sitting in your corner listening to alicia keys um you, um not that i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it's me i'm just speaking generally okay you, you cry it out you suck it up and you, and you move on you, 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 you dust yourself off and you try again on to the next you know you, you find another person and then you get to you get you get to know them you know you get to spend some time with them and then you shoot your shot if the shot lands beautiful if it doesn't land hey hey enjoy the time that you had and move on to the next that's how it is in real um, life but it, here's what happened both Nikki and Steve did that what they, they they did finally take it they took the L and moved on as well they should but have Professor Ogilvy if uh, Professor Ogilvy ended up coming to his senses and married Nikki off the expense of the other guy that she was about to marry <laughs> well well that remember I, I, it comes out late night but it comes out late nights and I caught the episode on my overnight. Okay. Yeah. So so you. I was like, so I'm like, so that's how that ended. Hmm. Oh. Okay. So. Cap- and the same thing, you know, the side mm-hmm. with Steve. Yeah, but but you know, like I said, like that 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 only works in fiction. That only works in fiction. And and also too with Steve Urkel, even even though I will say that like in in the final season, like yeah, they're. The, Laura and Steve actually had some genuinely sweet moments. I will give them that. And I will also say that Myra Monkhouse was a crazy person. 
if you look back at, 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 at all the previous seasons of Family Matters, yo, Steve Urkel was not that not that nice of a guy either. Because Steve Urkel was a manipulator and a gaslighter. He really was. Think about it. Because at any time anytime he did something bad, whether he caused property damage or he was just being super annoying, and when when anybody called him out on his bullshit, Steve Urkel will turn around and be like, Oh, okay, well, if you want if if you want me to go, I'll go, but I'll never stop lo- loving you, Laura. And then he'll say something poetic and heartfelt, and then Laura would feel bad for 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 rejecting Steve, even though she's like, no, no, Laura, you were totally valid the first time. This guy is annoying you. He can't t- he can't leave well enough alone. He's being a simp. He's not taking no for an answer. Yes, Laura, you are right to tell him off. So. Him, him turning it around and making Laura feel bad for her very valid reaction. Yo, Steve Urkel was a gaslighter. He was gaslighting Laura into into feeling into feeling that she was the bad guy, even though Steve was the one causing property damage, and 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 and, and just being a nuisance. Yo, yo, Steve was not that nice of a guy. He really wasn't. When you when you when you look back on it, he was a he was a gaslighter and a manipulator. That Winslow homeowners insurance was something serious. Yeah, it 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 it, it really was. And, and and look, Aaron says that yes, I just call Steve Urkel a sociopath, and I have a lot of unresolved issues issues with Steve Urkel. Look, look, I'm just I'm, I don't have unresolved issues with 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 Steve Urkel, okay? You do, apparently you do. If you you are dying too. No, no, because like if you if you really look at the character. How how he was portrayed throughout the entire the entire series the entire series even though he softened in the final season, like he he was a gaslighter like he he really he really tried to make others feel guilty, you know for his incompetence for his inappropriateness for his own bad behavior, and whenever people called him out on his shit, he he would he would he would manipulate them into making them feel bad. That's what a so and yes, that's what a sociopath does. That's what a gaslighter does. I've been in that situation uh, before. Actually, it's not good. I, I actually, I actually know somebody who does do that personally. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he's a clown. Oh man! You see, you see that that there it is. There it is, people. <laughs> and. And, and 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 Aaron says I, I wanted Carl to murk him with dirty Chicago cops uh, in reference to the black psycho. You you know what? Here's the thing. I, you know since 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 we're since reboots are like the are like the big uh, yeah. are like the big thing nowadays. Do we, need, do we need to give this? Do we need to give these guys a zoom link? I mean no, no no. Well we don't need to give them a zoom link, but but I will say this slowly. I had like for the past week like well ever since well ever since the black our, our black sitcom sitcoms tournament which was a really fun episode by the way shout outs to shout outs to Patty and Bad Lad and Kyle and Brian and and, and uh, Lauren Nance and Andrea um, I will say since reboots are the are the thing like we we're, we're getting sequel sequel uh, sitcoms of like Punky Brewster of Fuller House Arrested Development and all this I want to see a sequel sequel miniseries of family matters and i have an idea of how it can go okay so here so check it out F- follow me now and, and 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 it can address all of the issues that i had with the steve Urkel character so you have a family matters reboot right which takes which takes place like 20 25 years after the events of the final season 
you have Eddie Winslow, who's the main character, actually. Eddie Winslow, he's a, he's a, he's a private detective. He has a hard drinking problem. He has he he's he's divorced from his from his ex-wife Greta. They have two kids whom he's who he barely makes enough to pay child support on. Eddie Winslow was a former Chicago PD, PD detective, but he left because of rampant corruption. And his father is the commissioner. His father, you know, kind of helped him, you know, sweep sweep a lot of crimes under under the rug, and that weighed on Eddie Winslow's conscience. And so he becomes and so he he he, he takes to the bottle and he and it causes a rift in his family. Okay, you have Steve. Uh, Go ahead. Yep. You have Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel and Laura, they're, they're, they're married. Steve Urkel is this billionaire inventor. You know, Laura, Laura is the, is the, is the head of his, of the Urkel foundation. They have, they have three beautiful kids. Um, but, but, uh, there's, there's a darkness in Steve. Steve has actually been conducting secret underground experiments, you know, cloning people, clone, uh, snatching random people off the street, experimenting, experimenting on them, cloning them. Um, you know, you know, chopping them up, you know, sewing their bodies together to, to create, to create the, to create what he calls the, the, the uber human, the uber mention, if you will, like, like, or like the black uber mention. So, so Steve, Steve Urkel is like, is like a covert mad scientist and, and Laura, Laura, Laura is fully aware of what he's doing, but she's scared because she's, she knows that Steve Urkel can keep tabs on her with the Urkel satellites, you know, the all-seeing eye orbiting Earth. So no matter where Laura goes, Steve can tr Steve can track her down. Okay, so we have that. Um, but but here's the thing. But here's the main hook of the Family Matters reboot. So there is a lot of so it turns out that Chicago Chicago um, there's been a string of mysterious murders, and also one by one members of the Winslow family have been are being kidnapped. And so Eddie Winslow, he 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 the the hard drinking detective, a private the private investigator now, he's on the case, and he has to figure out who's kidnapping his his family, okay? And then it turns out that the that, that the main culprit is Judy, his long lost sister Judy Winslow. Now this now now this re now now this reboot is going to answer the question: What happened? to Judy Winslow when she went up to the bedroom and never came back and why the family didn't acknowledge her. Here, here's why, Carl. It turns out that early on, when Steve Urkel was was conducting his um, his experiments with his transformation machine and, and you know his, his DNA experiments, he actually experimented on Judy. And the experiment, he, he was experimenting on her with, 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 his, with his transdimensional multiverse device. But but the but but the experiment went terribly wrong, and Judy ended up getting sucked into the Phantom Zone. So she was sucked into the Upside Down, where she's been living for the past 25 years, with in an Upside Down version of Chicago, with demons and everything, and, and all other innocent people that Steve Urkel actually kidnapped and thrown into this Upside Down dimension. So Judy so Judy Winslow actually grew up there for the past 25 years, and she never came out. And and also. Steve Urkel created a mind wiping device and he erased the memories of Judy Winslow from the Winslow family. So that's why they never acknowledged her on the show. But until now, so in the Family Matters reboot, Judy Winslow finds a way, found a way to escape the upside down. And she and she's and she's killing people and she's kidnapping the Winslows and Eddie Winslow he discovers the clues. He and and then it comes to a it comes to a head where they end up in their old house. Now the the old neighborhood where they used to live, right, 
is 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 just is just completely demolished, completely run down, just 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 hollowed out houses. It's just a wasteland, and 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 the and their old house is just in it's just complete ruins, complete ruins. So Judy Winslow, so Judy Winslow had it has all of her family, all of her family just assembled, just just tied up, just tied up and captured, and Eddie Winslow's there, and 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 he's like trying to reason with her. And, and Judy and Judy's like and Judy's like, Eddie, you've had you've you've had a family, you've had a life all these years. I had to survive in the upside down. I had to survive Urkel's godforsaken demons that he sucked into the Phantom Zone. I had to fight and claw my way out. And you know what? You know what? I want my family back. This is a family matter. And so. And so what and so like what happens is since since Judy came out she causes a, another dimensional rift which which unleashes all sorts of hellish upside down demons overrunning Chicago. So there's like there's hell fire brimstone and, and there's and there's people being killed everywhere. So Steve so Steve and Laura and their and their and their kids they they rush to the to the ruin to the ruins of the Winslow household. And so and so Steve and Steve and and, and Judy they have a final confrontation. And so Judy, she's prepared to kill Steve, but then, but then, um, but then she realizes, wait a minute, if I kill Steve, then I'm gonna be the very monster that he create that he shaped me as. I will not die a monster. And so you know, you get some dialogue, and then Judy re- realizes the error of her ways by unleashing the forces of hell on Chicago and kidnapping her family. And so it'll culminate with Judy drag killing and dragging Steve Verkel back into the phantom zone and banishing him never to return. And so Judy, and so Judy, you know, she's actually free. She's actually free. And, 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 you know, and, you know, she has, she has to reckon with the, the very beast, the, the, the very demon that she's become, but with the, with the love and the patience and the care of her family, of the Winslows, Judy can slowly but surely regain her humanity, and so Eddie Winslow, in turn, being 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 so so inspired by by Judy's uh, willingness to to become human and, and whole, he slowly starts to you know regain his glory. He starts to you know get off the bottle. He starts to you know get himself clean and sober. He he reunites with, with his ex-wife Greta. They reconcile and then he, you know they have and then the series can end with them renewing their their wedding vows at the ruins of the of the Winslow household, and then and, and then like you see a, a a wide shot of 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 the whole family together, and then just like in the end credits of the Family Matters sitcom, you can have the 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 the, the camera zoom out. Away from the from the ruins of the Winslow household, the neighborhood into the sky, Chicago skyline, and then you can have like a more modernized, uh, evil, foreboding version of the end credits theme song. So that's my so that's my uh my that's so that's my reboot idea of Family Matters. Okay, so it's a combination of 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 Family Matters and Stranger Things and True Detective. Bam. And and it'll 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 wrap in a bow why Steve Verkel was the villain the whole time and why he got what he deserved. And scene.
Mr. Bird, any feedback for my pitch? Wow. I mean, I Stanley Matters was already off the rails as it was. Damn. Yeah. That, that, was, that was just twisted and dark. I mean, Warner Brothers would never buy it, but damn. No, 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 no. It, 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 it can... they weren't even, yo, the actors won't even, like, sign on to that. Like, like it, can, it can work. It can work. It can work, and then like you know how like um like you, you like you, if you remember the 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 trailer for Jordan Peele's Us, where he had that 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 horror movie version of I Got Five on it, you can have the horror movie rendition of of the of the Family Matters theme song, you know, as days go by, and it could be like a nice echo, it could sound like really foreboding, dun dun dun, as days go by, dun dun dun, and yeah, man. And then, and then you can even bring back Stefan Urkel, right? Stefan Urkel, you know, he can be, um, he can have like a cameo appearance in there somewhere. He can be like some, you know, some famous, some famous GQ model who got me too'd, and then like he gets embroiled in a scandal. So like, yeah, you can you can throw that in there too. Um, yeah, there's there's just so there's just so many directions you can take with this with this True Detective Stranger Things Family Matters reboot, man. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying it, it could work. It could work. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm speechless. And and no and no 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 no, 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 AK. I, I, I am not on. I'm looking, I'm looking back at the comments here. Um, I am too. I mean, first of all. Uh, first of all, I am not on drugs, okay? I am. Per- I was perfectly lucid when I was thinking about this, this, this dark reboot. It it can work. I'm just saying. Yeah, and, and besides, and besides, the, the the many of those actors, you know, they they haven't been doing any 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 work, any high profile work since Family Matters ended. This can bring them all together in a very creative way, right? And it can bring, it can, and it can also confirm to people why Steve Urkel is actually is actually not a, a not a very nice person, w- wasn't a very nice character. Like all all of the manipulation, all of the gaslighting comes back to bite him in the form of Judy, the the same character that that he banished into the Phantom Zone. I I got nothing. I I got nothing. Yeah. I just blew your mind. I, I, listen, I just dropped hot fire, and and you're just trying to process it. I get that, you know, you know, it's all right. Uh, I can't, that, that, that's a lot. That's overwhelming. Yeah, just 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 let it just 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 let it marinate. Just let it marinate like 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 a fine glaze over a piece of great ch- grilled chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, (laughs) yeah. And on that note, people, um, uh, thank you all for watching and listening to this week's episode of the Codex Prime podcast. Um, You can find all of our episodes. uh, Where can where can people find us, Carl? I got nothing. 
Yeah, um, well, um, you can find us on, 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 on Facebook Live every Tuesday evening around 8, 8 p.m.-ish Eastern Standard Time. You can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, where you can hit us up with that five-star review, Spotify, we are on Spotify, as well as iHeartRadio, and pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Just Google Codex Prime, and you can pull up our episodes just about anywhere. Um, you can also follow us on social media at Codex Prime Cast on yes. Twitter and Codex Prime Podcast on Instagram. Um, and you can also follow our individual social media accounts. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, both at Victor Omoyo. You can follow uh, Carl Bird at uh, MrBird1027 on Instagram. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, like I said, uh, like, like, there's like, I, I, look, look, Carl, listen, I, 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 I was just... I can't, I can't. Thing. I can't do it no more. That, that's, I gotta go to sleep, man. All right. Like I said, like I, 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 I was. Don't wanna think, I, yeah, I don't want to see my. Just think about it. I, I, I brought each of those characters to their logical conclusions. Yeah. Conclusion, man. Right. <laughs> but yes, I think. But yes, uh, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. Um, tune in uh, next week. We're going to have more more nerdy goodness and magic. Uh, yeah, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Peace out.